We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! I mean, some games we would have good three-point rate. Three, that's a magic number. Yes, three. it is. It's the magic number. DeRozan for three. And Harris squeezes. The tough pass, good catch by Williams, who fires up three. And it's rebounded by Fultz. White, no. Paul Bowl the rebound. Pius, a contested three for Suggs. White to Levine. He finds White off target. Rebounded by Bull Bowl. Bulls are 0 for 7 from three-point range, and that has been a major problem spot this last two weeks. Ooh, Dragic lines it up for three. Bulls are 0 for 8 from downtown. Dragic finds Williams. Out to DeRozan, got to take the shot. DeRozan does. Levine off target. The Bulls are 0 for 11 from three-point range. Three-point shot is not falling tonight. Dalen Terry. The Bulls still haven't hit a three. Yes, you know, we would like to bring the three-point rate up. White, feeling it, hitting. First three-pointer. They missed their first 16 from three. Three for 21 from three-point. That's just not going to cut it. Three. Three, that's the magic number. Thanks to Chris Tannehill for that. Yeah, you get kind of a two for one. You get a some love for a true goy, and you also have the Bulls be bad at threes. Let me give some love to the original writer of that song, too, Bob Doro. A absolutely lovely song. Three is a magic number. Thanks to our guests today, Sparky Pfeiffer. Danon Hughes, he's still ranting about something. About Philadelphia. (laughs) And Kendall Gill joined us today. Ray Diaz, Mike Rankin, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell, everybody helping out. What was my guy Danon going off about? Everything. I missed it. (laughs) All things Philadelphia fans. Everything. Oh, good for him. Like, we we, we had a completely normal interview, and then he just like, guys, if I may, and just went (laughs) off on Philly fans and how they treated him and how they treated his wife when he was at the Waste Management Open and basically just said... Take that L, yeah, and, and and hold it. And what we, then F he, them people. Then there was another. He was, he had something else too, right? Then then he but then he gave us a tip. Then he said Oreos and applesauce. And I, ah! I yeah, he said together cold yeah. cold applesauce and ah, Oreos. Why? No, but, there, but there was another grievance he had. I have a grievance with him now. Oh, <laughs> Oreos and applesauce. It's ridiculous. What are you doing? Sounds like my toddler. You could try what, it. You don't, you don't have to eat it. I, well, gee, he put it in my head. Now and now I do it. have to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if that's how it worked. Somebody yeah. puts a food in your head. You're like, well, now I have to uh, eat now, that. Right, now now I thought I about it. Um, love hearing De La Soul there. And Tanny played De La Soul bumps all day yesterday on our show. And just like three feet high and rising. And the whole Native Tongues posse was mm-hmm. so inclusive and warm and welcoming. Nice. And, but I, I remember actively in my college dorm at the time seeing 
minds getting blown all over the dorm as people would be playing that stuff. And I saw like white kids stepping over and saying, wait a minute. I think I like this. What is happening to me? And like the musical doors that opened for people for the rest of their freaking lives, you know, like De La Soul played a big role in that for they're, a lot of people. They're a good gateway band. Yes. Like, you know, they, they kind of allowed you to drift into some, like the Beastie Boys are similar, where it allows you to drift into spaces that maybe you didn't even know yes. that you were going to like. And, and, and the, uh, the art on that cover was like so flower children and yeah. flower power. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then they got mad at that. Like they they really got mad at they that. They pushed back hard. They pushed back really hard because like they were like, yeah, it's part of who we are. It's not entirely who we are. Q-Tip tells a story of, of meeting them and being like and basically like going back to Fife and being like, these dudes are just like us. <laughs> like who knew that we would find musically people that are just like us. And then it starts to grow and you have the jungle brothers inside there and leaders of the new school. And I got brothers in the jungle. Yeah. Cousins on Rhymes, the quest. You know, Queen, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, yep. Moni Love. Queen Latifah's not just a... Uh, Black a, sheep. A, a, a prime, a prime time cop. What, what is she right now? Is she on the new... Uh, she's the... She's the... Uh, the mentalist? Not no, the mentalist. Not it's the, the other mentalist. one. It's the she, other one. It's a network TV show. And it's a, re, it's a reboot. She, yes. She's the... It the, looks horrible. The, the Equalizer. Equalizer. She's the Equalizer. It looks really bad. I was like, damn, but, Queen Latifah's the Equalizer. I think it's been picked up for season three. Oh, whatever. Network TV, man. What well, a great and, gig. And you know where it launched, right? You know what, what broadcast it launched right after? No. The Super Bowl. Oh. Oh. That bodes well for Next Level Chef. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough Do you one. remember your up. your hip hop gateway song? Like what was the one where you said, "Oh, I like this." Uh, I don't know. Personally. I I don't know cuz I cuz I was the I was song. I was into funk that's, early. That's like great. I had I had a friend I had a friend and who I you know, my friend Brian, we'd go down down each other's street and play with each other's games and we we were just buds and his older brothers were into P-funk. Okay. And there were like posters. And I was like, "What is this?" And then they played it and I'm like, "Yes, mm-hmm. give me more of that." I was like 11 or something. So well, it was lucky. an easy Yeah, it was very lucky. So it's an easy crossover to it, early hip hop. Is it Run DMC for you? It was it was and it wasn't by my own doing. It just that and I didn't listen to any i mean it when it, by the time high school was over uh-huh. I, it was a lot of you know the classic rock and the who and the doors and all that but i my during freshman orientation in the fall of 87 is that what it was finally yeah 87 uh on my my hallway david arroyo is in my class classmate of mine friend of mine who was he he, he was from new york he was from the actual border of brooklyn and queens and I hear the stuff coming out of his room, mm. and it was Sucker MCs yeah, there you by go. Run DMC. That'll do it. And, I'm, and I listen to it. I listen to it again, and I, and I walk by. I'm like, all right, fine. Knock, knock, knock. I'm like, what? you have to tell me what this That's is. That's awesome. And he's like, it's Run DMC. What are you talking about? Maybe we haven't heard Run DMC before. I, I, just, I, I just remembered mine, and it was in that same house, the Moore's house, and it was Jam on it. It was Jam, jam on it. Jam on it. Yeah. Superman had come to town to see who he boom, could boom, rock. Boom, boom, he blew boom, away every cool he played so until then, he reached top line. So then it was like, okay, boom, Curtis boom, Blow boom, and Cool Mo D, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the next thing I knew 
a, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back oh, came out. Very, that, very, and they're very like, okay now. Blow yeah. your face like, off. Right, exactly. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it started uh, uh, with hello, this. Hello, Cool J mixed in there a little uh, bit. Heels tall, bikini small. I mean, if, she if, said if she was, liked the ocean. If he was a Kumo D guy, he might not have drifted towards... LL towards back LL. then because of how like that was a good rap beef thong it's, song for Danny I love that it's, it's it's no but it's 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 the age though I don't know do you know yeah. that that song only has one verse repeated five times thong 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 like it's I'm serious like the entire verse <laughs> is it's just repeated okay. five times and yeah. then that hey, was man. the song no my cousin my cousin would play a lot of Tupac in the car when I was like ten or eleven riding around with him when he was sixteen or seventeen and I was like this is Really good. My parents are not listening to this. Ah, <laughs> this is, there it this is. is awesome. This feels like I am stealing. It's something. the best. <laughs> a surefire way to piss off your folks. Yeah, it's music, great. some kind of music like that, and smoking, <laughs> smoking <laughs> and murder. Wait, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. but but then like you're smoking too. For some people, it's punk rock to piss off the parents or whatever kind of music, and of course, smoking. For me, it worked backwards where. I would listen to stuff, and then you know when, when I got to HF, we our station was based on the loop. So WHFH's programming was the loop, and then I realized I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. So I like Led Zeppelin now because License to Ill is just mm-hmm. an album yes. full of Led Zeppelin loops. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I really like this. And then when I got to college, that was about the time where you started to see some fusion go on between rock and hip-hop. Like, more than the Aerosmith and Run DMC stuff, mm. the Judgment Night album. Anthrax and P.E. Yeah, oh, like, the, that's where you bring the noise. Like, you start to see it. Rage Against the Machine Ice starts to body rise. Ice-T and Body well, Count. Ice-T and Un- Slayer. Unfortunately, that then spawned new Metal well, and right. well, Horn. Yeah, and- there, there were other things. There, there were some <laughs> things that ended up happening because of it, but you got to take the good. You got, uh, I think it was De La Soul and Dinosaur Jr., um, did a song? Really? Yeah, I think that's right. That it made. I know that both of those groups were on the album, but the Judgment Night album is ridiculous. Is Onyx and Biohazard did a song together that'll blow your face mm. off? So there was a lot of that. Like I remember being in the dorm rooms and there being kind of an exchange of stuff. And usually the Beastie Boys were the gateway it drug. It was a nice crossover. Yeah, where you could go, oh, all right, because that was, you know, now we're into check your head. Yeah, you but know? the Beastie like, Boys, by the, by the time I was really getting into the Beastie Boys, they were going back sort of rustic. Yeah, that's you what know, I mean. You're, like yeah. where you're, you're playing their instruments. You're through Paul's yeah. boutique I'm and team, now you're into yeah, check your team head. Team check yeah. your head forever. Yeah. Over teams, Paul Boutique. I, I think you're wrong. I know that. it's been a long-standing rift between you and I. Lawrence. I think you're wrong. About that. I know, but but Paul, I think Paul's I'm right. Boutique is one of the greatest albums I know. ever. But check See, your head. They it, were like, oh, what? Let's just play. Yeah. Well, we how about play? we go back to Cookie Puss and we just play? Yeah, but it's funky. It, it was hard for some of us to find music. My parents don't listen to this because I looked like the original vinyl stuff. Like my my dad's like. It's the stuff in the basement that they were doing. It was like Jimi Hendrix and Sly and the Family Stone. And there's an original Rubber Soul and like Cheech and Chong albums. Hell yeah. yeah. I was nice. Like, I was like, I'm, you know, I guess I'm not going to rebel too hard against this. Yeah, you didn't fall too far. Not, I, don't, I don't really need to push back. That's great. Wilson and, Pickett. And here's yeah. Travis Kelsey keeping the Beastie Boys alive with fighting for your right to party after, after every big win, which is he's interpolated that like he's come to him through wrestling. 
How did it find him? I'm not sure. With but- the Rock, he he did God. some some of the Rock with the uh, Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth, know your Jabroni. Role. Right. So it, it, I, I don't know why Travis Kelsey is going fight for your right. To it's party. been his thing for forever because he's weird like that, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, how, however, however it gets through, it's it's fine. Here's the track list from the Judgment Night soundtrack. You ready? Mm. Another body murdered by Faith No More and Booyah Tribe. <laughs> Me, myself, and my microphone, Living Color, Run DMC. Disorder by Ice-T and Slayer. Hmm. Judgment Night, which I'm telling you will blow your face off by Onyx and Biohazard. This one was my favorite, and I... Real Thing by Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam. Oh, my God. I didn't know that existed. That's hilarious. So it's Fallen by De La Soul and Teenage Fan Club, not Dinosaur Jr. Um, Just Another Victim, Helmet in House of Pain. Freak Mama by Sir Mix-a-Lot and Mud Honey. Mm. I, I didn't love know this you. existed. It's such a great album. I Love You, Mary Jane by Cypress Hill and Sonic Youth. Dinosaur Jr. and Dell the Funky Homo Sapien uh, and Missing Link. Oh, wow. And Come and Die by Fatal and Therapy. The Judgment Night soundtrack. It's so good. Cypress Hill always takes me to uh, Carlos Boozer. um, They're another good gateway drug, by the way, musically. Yeah, for sure. But also they have the guy, the hype guy, who's just like... Be real. Hits from the ball! Yeah, he's just that guy. That's a great job. You think network TV is a great oh, job? Oh man, you guys <laughs> be the hype guy. Yeah. yeah, and that was Carlos Boozer on the Bulls. Was was that guy? Go was, get Joe. Yeah, but they want Joe. It's the same thing as hit from the bong. <laughs> same guy. Which you probably could that, have said. John, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> man, that picture that, of Joe Kimno in the head shop. Great. Just bong shopping in Chicago, seven feet tall. I love that. Why, why that, not, man? They, they've got him in those uh, the the Black History like focused commercials where he's in the yoga studio with the lady, the Ebb and Flow Yoga Studio, and there's Joe at seven feet oh, yeah. doing it's yoga. Amazing. Well, and there's Joe in the Bet Rivers ads with the Blocking Canadian sportscaster guy. Yeah, yeah Dan O'Toole. Very, it's a very interesting choice. There's a lesson in Joe being everywhere now, isn't it? It's like no matter how weird you might be, just keep being you and being the kind. The world will come around. The world will come around. And now, like all that he is, is getting celebrated in yeah. a million different ways. Everyone yeah. will want to be Joe. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good vibration to him. He always you know? has. Always has. Yep. Always has. Always has. And you just keep doing that, keep being you, and, you know. I remember the, the, the day after the draft, we go on the air, and Terry's like, nope, nope, nope. Not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not this guy. No, forget it. I mean, he looked like a clown. Oh, Literally. It was, yeah, it was the had... smile. The smile was a little psychotic. It was the smile and the seersucker suit. The hair. The, the tie. bow tie. tie. Yeah. He, he, he was just fashion forward, man. No, he's just I, ahead of his time. I, I, I think it's more the smile than anything, though. It's like, this dude might be insane. I thought he, he looked like Sideshow Bob. Like, it, was, it was an insane thing. The thing that I've always like appreciated about Joe is that you he's this gentle soul until until he gets out onto the floor. Yes. And then he's not a gentle soul at all, like a fierce oh, competitor. No. I, 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 lo- I mean, one of my favorite athletes. All of ours, I think, yeah, right? But he, he, the loyalty that he showed Derek was like a display of teammateship that I like can't find. I talked to him about it because I do stuff for Rivers and we did like a podcast interview thing together. And he was just like, it's just what you do for your brother. And it was such a cool thing. I was like, the, the city was turning on him. The organization kind of turned on him. Like you guys needed him. And he wasn't very verbal. And you just like became his spokesperson and defended him publicly. And he's just like, it was just. 
It was the thing to do at the time. I respected the hell out of it, man. Love you, having teammates like that. Yeah, Absolutely. Dan, an, an all-time teammate. <laughs> an all-time teammate. Yeah, that might be a what different you guys, what you us? You guys are, it. You guys are riffing? No, we're fine. <laughs> All right, good. Good. I love hearing that from... Forget it. What? <laughs> from the guy who had a solo show for 20 years. You guys, you guys derive no greater pleasure than crapping on yeah, each that's other. That's true. Yeah, it's our me and Dan? Yeah, yes. mainly me. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My ears perked up. I was like, oh, you guys have some tension? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. A little bit of creative. It's healthy. Sure. From time to time. Of course it is. Work through it. Uh, I heard it- you talking earlier. Where is Mike Clevenger? Shane, uh, not there yet. You okay. said, Lawrence, you think he's going? You think he'll be there tomorrow? I do. Pitchers and catchers report? Because, what? I mean, how are they... Unless they have some sort of agreement in place with him. And maybe that's they what do. I, that, that, that's what makes sense, right? Like, we, we're not going to take your money. But we none of us need this headache, so keep training in Tampa or outside of Tampa, wherever he is, and let's just... Let's let the process play let's out. Let's kick the can down the road for a little bit. And see we, what happens. We got a longer time till position player, right? Like, you can still be getting ready for the season. We're not mm. presuming guilt, but <laughs> let's... But let's we just, are. Of course. Yeah. But let's just all... Let's just buy ourselves two weeks. And that that seems to me to be the most logical. I, I would agree. I, it I, also w- would be very anti-white side so for them to do something. So you logical. have him there tomorrow. Like you think he's on a f- plane today? I, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm. Oh, that would be unnecessary. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and just be. what it does to your newly minted manager and coaching staff, and how you th- this is his rollout. This is, I mean, but see, that's the other. That's the, the other filth, part of it. The filth of the guy and the distraction of having him there. If if you, you do what, what Danny's talking about, it's every day. Well, and then he gets his own day when he shows up by himself, it's, and it's, it's when's Mike Clevenger coming in? When do you expect to hear we'll from let you know. MLB? We'll let you know. I have nothing more on that. That's, a, like, that's it, an easy swat away for a while. It's like the Lonzo thing, obviously very different, but like you get asked about it every seven to ten days. There's no update, and then you you keep it moving. Yeah, but, but there's it, another it, level. The MLB may be moving. MLB may decide that he gets a 40-game suspension. Right, and that, that takes it out of the team's hands, and then that saves them ML- some money. MLB is going to wait till the legal process plays out, though that's what they did with Bauer. That they, they, they've got to wait. You're going to have to decide what to do first. I don't know how much legal process is actually going on. There are I, charges. I, I don't think so. Charges of what? I don't think there are charges. I don't think she's actually filed. Yeah, I don't think charges. there are charges. Hmm. So I think this is this is based on what she is told reported to MLB investigators, but she did not actually take it to authorities. Yeah, right. That, that 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 is my understanding too. He is under MLB investigation for mm. violating their domestic violence mm. policy. I do not believe there are any char- uh, charges in the court of law. This is on Major League Baseball or the White Sox. That doesn't mean but, that there are authorities deciding ma- though. But the White Sox have been like it's on Major League Baseball. And and like I listen, I think it would be insane for him to pitch for them. I've said that since the second it came out, but I also get the argument of you don't want to give $12 million to an abuser. Correct. You know what I mean? So I, and how you save, the, so like we could say, like the cynical view is, oh, they want to save the $12 bucks because they're cheap. But the practical view is, hold on a second. You guys want us giving away $12 million to a bad dude? Right. You know, like I, 
So I, I, I get it. I think both things might be true. I think that they would love to, if they had the chance to go poof, we didn't do this deal right now, they'd love to have that $12 million back. Yes. Especially how close they are to the luxury tax threshold. They'd love to have it back. Yes. And who wouldn't? But again, like I was saying to Dan, the thing that that is striking to me and makes me fearful about how much they knew when they knew it, Danny, they jumped out and signed this guy. They signed him Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. Yeah. And there was no need to. And there was no need to give him $12 million and you didn't do your due diligence or you did do your due diligence and didn't care. Because, I mean, all four of us knew enough There's no about way. Mike Clevenger to know not to bring him into your clubhouse. There's right? no yeah, way yeah, that course. they found this out and didn't care. Knowing that it could come public, that's... I- that, that, that's, I'm not giving them that out. Mm, Neither am I. I, I, I I've, I've lost. I'm, I've lost complete faith in them organization. Well, and so have I. But I, but it, for many many reasons. But I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of having a horrific pro scouting department, just like a really lazy, incomplete pro scouting department. But but, but speaks. You wouldn't need a pro scouting department to know what the four of us knew before Thanksgiving. That that guy's a bag. You'd only need to talk to a couple of people around Major League Baseball mm-hmm. to know that that's a guy that you don't want in your clubhouse. Well, that's before. That's the part that they didn't do. This. That's the sim- that's and the that's simple. Because pro, pro scouting, them- pro scouting is about reaching out and talking to the people you know and like, tell me about this guy. I'm also not going to give them that out because the Larusa stuff. I'm not giving them that out. They've lost moral high ground when it comes to me. So I'm. I'm not going to say that they they wouldn't have done anything because I don't know at this point. This is the same ownership that had no problem with Will Cordero immediately after his arrest. And Ron Schuler got in front of everybody and just said, yeah, well, he's sorry for it. We think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that, and that was that. I'd love to be there with you. I'd love to believe that that is the case. But I don't have any more benefits of the doubt to give them as an organization. We just don't I, know I, who's running things I, I, either. I, I, I just don't know it's much benefit to say that they screwed this up. You know what I mean? It's not, uh, but like choosing to do it and choosing to be in bed. I, I'll be very surprised if he pitches for them. I I will too. Um, and to what you're saying, Lawrence, like what was publicly known of like, you know, he... He thumbed his nose at the COVID protocols. His teammates turned on him, and there were allegations of philandering. Like, baseball clubhouses with people that are philanderers and don't really believe in COVID, that honestly isn't enough to not sign you in but, any but, clubhouse in Major League but Baseball. But the teammates saying, get this guy out of here. Sure. That, I, that, that's, that's significant. Multiple I, places that didn't uh, want him uh, back anymore. Agreed. I'm, I'm just saying what... What I heard after the signing of like, nah, this you could have done like a layer of digging and figured out that there were at least these allegations. You could have done an internet I like, search. I was like, oh, well, then that that changed things for me because I didn't know that when they signed him. But I'm not. No, I'm not. Running even, I'm not front even, office. I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. I'm just talking about that. Clearly, this was a guy that you, whether you signed him or not, you definitely weren't running out. In front of everyone to try and sign him for baseball reasons and because he's a bag. Yeah. And they did that. that they, organizationally, they did that. So, here, so what's here. the crisis PR move? Is it is it to, like, if you think he is pitching for you at some point, even if it's after a suspension, 
Is it to bring him there when everybody comes? Because then it's like one of many stories. It's there with Benintendi. It's there with TA. It's there with Grafal. It's, it's there with everything. Or is it delay, 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 delay? I'm not sure because it's it's you end up you could end up making it worse by delaying it, but it also looks terrible. And I I get the quandary that they're in. I mean, I do understand like the idea of look, we kind of have to let all of this stuff play out. It's in Major League Baseball's court. We can't say anything about it. We don't want to get into a sparring match with MLBPA. No, I get all of that. They could just release them. Yeah, but again, but they're have, not going to. Yeah. Why all, are they not going? What to? they should be you doing? Have to pay them twelve million dollars. They should and all they're be not going to eat that. I'll be yeah. working together behind the scenes right now in and the highest levels of the organization where whatever capital internally, politically, Jerry Reinsdorf has with Rob Manfred, the two of those people should be talking. You should talk to the Dodgers about what you, to get best practices with how they handled Bauer based on everything that was at their disposal, every clause of every agreement, every suspended list or special commissioner's exempt list. You find what you can find mm. to make sure that he doesn't pitch for you. You worry about the money later. What, um, what, what hurts more? $38 million to the Dodgers, which is basically what Bauer did not get over the year and a half. $12 million to the White Sox. Or $12 million to the White Sox. What hurts more? $12 million to the White, the White Sox. Sox hurts them I think more. that's true. Yeah. But, it, but there's just no one, because we don't know who runs the Sox, there's no one who can stand there and say, as long as I'm here, this person will not play for us. It's not okay for him to wear our hat. No one, there's no one in the White Sox empowered to speak that way. There's no, there's no. No, there's one person who's empowered yeah, to just speak but that way. But, but just doesn't. This would feel like a time where. Oh no way! Come on, yeah, no chance. That that perhaps <laughs> you should, or else you know, then leak it to Bob Nightingale. Well, then, then then call Bob Nightingale sure. and say, Bob, put it out there that I'm I'm disappointed in this, and I want to make sure this guy goes away. Just however you got to do it. So every day at 3 o'clock between now and the draft, we're going to be doing Bears offseason, hypotheticals, trades, rumors. Uh, J.J. Stankovitz will join us to talk about the Colts' appetite to do the the most popular uh, trade down, which is the Colts and the Bears swapping one and four in additional picks. We have a fun show announcement uh, coming up at 4 o'clock today that will have a guest as a part of it. We will get into this ridiculous Russell Westbrook conversation and uh, much, much more. That's the show. Have fun. Have a good one, boys. Tanny's open, kicks us off. Parkinson's be on the score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.